Speaking to the stars of today. And the freshest talent of tomorrow. Their story in their words. This is the Learn, Develop, Live podcast. In the Spotlight. Good morning. Welcome to the Learn, Develop, Live podcast with the latest episode of... Drum roll, please. In the spotlight. In this episode, I have an incredible entrepreneur who is slowly taking on the world. Honestly, it won't be long before she takes over. In the spotlight this week, all the way from Japan, we have Natsune Oki, who is the host of Life Up Education TV, managing director of Foreign Connect, and, wait for it, author of The Game of Self-Domination. And it's The Game of Self-Domination that we'll be talking about. Now, the interview was delayed with its release as it was originally meant to be released last month. There was some illness here and then the file was corrupted. Oh, just so much happening. It was like a movie scene, but we have made it. It's recorded, it's edited, it's mixed, and finally, it's released into the big wide world direct to your ears. So without any further delay, in the spotlight this week, here is the host of Life Up Education TV and author of The Game of Self-Domination, Natsune. Good morning or afternoon or Natsune. Um, out of interest, what, what time is it for you? Because we have a bit of time difference, I know. Yes, it is 8 p.m. 8pm. Yes. Wow. What time is it there? Uh, 11am. Okay. So, so we're sorry. like literally the opposite. Sorry for a late one. Oh, so we're like on the opposite side. We are, yeah. Yeah. Sorry mm. about um, dragging you out okay. so late. No worries. This no, is not we... even late for me. <laughs> Good. Good stuff. So how are you today? How is lockdown treating you? I'm doing you? great. I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me today. I was very That's excited. Right. Come on, um, how are you? I'm good. I'm just glad we've finally got this arranged. Um, I haven't been the best at arranging this one, but we're here, we're live, and we're recording. And this is literally all about you. Um, (laughs) so yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah, Um, thank you very much for having me. You are a very busy lady, and for anyone who's not seen your website in a minute, they're going to find out why you're a busy lady. Um, (laughs) yeah, so when I did my my research for the interview. And there is a yeah. lot of stuff on your website. So let's let's do the rundown, shall we? You are the host of Life Up Education TV, the managing director of a business-to-business global recruiting and international project management service. And now you are an author of a brand new book, The Game yes. of Self-Domination, which Correct. we'll get into shortly. And there are numerous experiences in both small and medium-sized tech startups. But can mm-hmm. I ask you, when do you get some time for yourself? Uh, now, I don't necessarily need the time for myself. I mean, it's really like, you know, it's one of the great thing about working for yourself is like you literally can decide when to take a break versus like when you don't want to take a break. And when you are the last person to blame, like, I don't know, like even if you can take a break, like you still prefer to work. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense for me. So right now, me taking a time doesn't exist, but I enjoy it, including that part of the entrepreneurship 
journey. Yeah, I get what you mean. It's when you mm-hmm. feel like you need a break, you might have like a, an hour or so and then you kind of just want to get back. Exactly. And, you know, it's like I don't and then when those time comes, I don't have to feel bad about it because I'm just always working. And um, sometimes it's OK. Like I, I don't. So to back to your question, I guess basically I don't have the set of the time, a set of a time that I usually rest. It's more like when I get tired, I rest a little bit and then I'm just going to get back in to working. Do you sometimes feel, cause I, I get this, if I say, if I put on the Xbox on a very rare occasion, <laughs> and I may be playing for a little bit. And sometimes I feel a little bit guilty that maybe I could have put that time to something a little bit more worthwhile, like mm. a podcast or, and just create some content. You get that sort of thing or are you clear? Right. And I think this is something I had to learn also by my, uh, on my own journey is that I used to feel incredibly guilty also whenever I had to take a time off. But um, I also know that this is what I signed up for. Like, it's just like, because I have all these things that I had to worry about because I'm choosing the path that I'm choosing, like it's my privilege. It's my luxury that I have. And I think because this is the luxury I have in the sacrifice of, you know, the other luxury that other people have, like I should fully adore it and celebrate it and just use it. And then I shouldn't feel bad about using it, you know? Um, Yeah, I I may well try that myself, actually. It's a luxury. Enjoy the time. Mm -hmm. Don't feel guilty. There's no point of it. Uh, So, so many things going on with you right now. Uh, Could Mm -hmm. you give us a brief overview about how you got started on this journey of yours? You've got Life Up Education TV, podcasting, and obviously the book. Mm -hmm. Was there a chain of events or did you just flow from one to the next? Yeah, so Life Up Education TV is really started from the idea that I wanted to have a media talking about what I'm passionate about. And one thing I could really see myself doing it for a very long time without questioning my cause, without questioning um, like my ambition and passion was the topic of, well, mindset building. And also, um, so, you know, I, with, with, um, with my background, I studied economics and then while I was still studying, I actually had a chance to work with, you know, some of the like really great tech entrepreneurs and investors in Seattle. And back, back then, I noticed that I wanted to make a contribution to the humanity in some way, in a way that I can make a contribution to. And I kept, I guess, coming back to that theme um, thesis of like, what does that mean? Like, w- what can I do? Right. And then I was st- stumbling up on, on that idea for a while. And then finally, recently, I kind of came to the realization that after so many things happened, after experiencing so many things, I kind of came to this second, well, another phase of my life where I kind of noticed there's no purpose in life. But by saying that, I don't mean there's no purpose in life. Everything is bad. Everything is sad. Life is miserable. But actually, it's the opposite. Because there's no purpose in life, the only thing I can do is to live it totally. And for me, to live it totally means I want to make um, the ultimate well, encouragement for people to make ultimate progression in the humanity. In the, um, and then I wanted to break it down what that means. 
And then Life Up Education TV exactly talks about that from the perspective of art and science, because there's a difference. Art part is very subjective, and which is why uh, there isn't necessarily a hard fact of what life should accomplish, even at the each individual level. Like there, there isn't a purpose for it because it's subjective. Everybody can decide what it is. And science part is to more to talk about the processes of how one can reach their ambition of art. Um, by So we talk about utility tools to get to our ambition of art. I guess the long story short, I wanted to create a media that talks about how can we create the progress of humanity and from the perspective of art, which uh, lay down on mindset building and also creating the grit, right? Like ultimate willingness um, and one's inspiration. So I want to speak directly to that. And then science in a sense that we also want to understand the practicality of how things work in relation to the art, in relation to our mindset building. Okay. So, and I'm guessing podcasting was just kind of like a evolution. Oh, and then yes. So podcasting, well, I guess it's, so that's, that's basically the message. And then here, once again, like I'm talking about the art right now, right? Like I'm talking about my inspiration, my message, something that I want to push something that I want to communicate with people. This is what I mean by saying art. Exactly. And when I think about, you know, all this other medium, podcasting, blogging, video uh, recording, whatever it is, they are science because these are the tools that I'm spreading this ultimate message that I want to spread with my life, right? So for the podcasting, I really just do it because it's a tool to get to people. And one of the interesting thing about me is that even though my life vision in a macro picture is laid on very like a big picture and comes from very like creative place and very philosophical place. But I also have the eye of business person. So I understand the practicality. Like I understand the logical thinking of how things work um, from the business framework. So, you know, when I think about promotion, like people consume media or people consume content in a different form. Some people like to read, some people like to listen, some people like to watch, like everybody learn from different forms. forms. And in this case, I need to follow that because I'm less important than the market. Like the market is there with their demand and I need to be adaptable to their demand. So even if I'm not good at, you know, speaking, even if I'm not good at video recording, whatever, I need to adapt to their need. So basically coming back to your point, like it's just, uh, it comes from mm, my ability to understand the media in a business framework. And then decided, I decided that I should have, in order for me to push this message, which is ultimately the ambition of art that I talked about earlier, I need to be everywhere to push it practically. And that's why I started the podcasting books, like everything like that. And is there a platform you prefer? Oh, recently I like TikTok a lot. Um, For one, it's super new. Like there's a lot of people's attention there. 
for two. It's just fun to make. It's shorter. It's easier. Is that what you mean by platform? Um, yeah, just platform. Is it or is it? Do you prefer the the video or do you prefer podcasting or? Yeah, you... I I think video is better actually. Um, I like to see people's expression when I consume content. I it speaks to me the most when I watch video. Um, maybe that's why. Like as a consumer, I I pre I have a preference for toward video. Maybe that's why I like video the most too as a producer. Having a look at the actual reaction and seeing like the first hand, oh, that's how they reacted to it. They liked, they liked it or it shocked them or you, know, you grabbed their attention. Um, so moving on to your book, The Game of Self-Domination. Um, yes. Your book, as, as it says on your website, has already featured on Fox News, Ask, Market Watch, The Daily Herald and Comcast, just to name a few. And from mm. the description of the outline of the book, Mm-hmm. The Game of Self-Domination is a profound and powerful guidebook about self-discovery mm. and achieve, achieving lifelong success. Yes. The Game of Self-Domination is drawing on, on a combination of brain science, psychology, economics, business, and leadership studies. This book will arm you with the tools you need to fully sorry, to attain fulfillment and mental transformation for achieving yes. long-term success in life, mm. which a lot of you just said. So, your, your philosophy on how this all gets done yeah, covered very well just in that description. Um, how is the book going so far? Oh, it's going good. Uh, I'm, um, I'm getting some feedback also on that. And there's one particular chapter many people seem to like, which is, uh, I think it's chapter four, but there's a chapter that I included, like very practical um, I guess, framework that people can use. It comes from five different business concepts um, combined together into one matrix. And then, so it's a, th- this tool, I call it life up method is consists of five different uh, concepts. One is from British economist. Another one, uh, the second one is from a, the international consulting firm. The third one is from the manufacturing company in Japan, uh, Toyota. And then the fourth one comes from um, British economists. And then the fifth one comes from the U.S. president, 34th U.S. president. So all, each of these party had either concept or like a tactic that they were using um, that helped them to basically um, organize their tasks and then the communication. Uh, method. And then I basically took all that five concepts and combine, combine it into one uh, framework that people can use. It's a scoring system that everybody can use in an everyday basis and also in your dream framework to kind of like score uh, your tasks and then score your, um, yeah, I would say tasks to compare each tasks on the importance of uh, importance of the task depending on the risk level depending on the emotional risk level depending on you know different matrix you can use and that is a chapter that a lot of people seem to like i like how you've you've covered it quite quite broadly with um, the amount of different examples and different people that you've you've got your examples from Mm. a lot of different perspectives and experiences there yes there's some talking points then from your book then um Mm -hmm. how everything is your fault 
when you are the true owner of your life and how that actually creates peace, your mind is looking at your failure. You know, blaming, right? Like we, people like to blame, but blaming doesn't make anyone stronger because everybody face away from the cause of the problem. But in reality, like when you have the courage to say, like whatever is happening to me, like it's not life circumstances. So my, my thing is like, you don't you sh- you don't have to dwell on the truth. Like if you if you dwell on the truth, like you can't produce anything. Sometimes things happen, and these things can be like absolutely true. Like like something I'm I'm talking about something as like um like some adversity, brutal thing, unfair thing. Like even if you wish something did happen or didn't happen. I mean, life threw at you every kind of challenges, even uh, regardless of if you want it or not, right? And when you are dwelling on on how unfair something is, you just can't simply come to the state of production. You don't, like you're too busy dwelling on what happened to you, which in your perception is absolutely true. And then you're just stuck there forever. But instead, like if you can go as extreme as, oh shit, it's raining, it's my fault. Oh shit, like this happened to me. So your friend betrayed you, it's my fault. Like if you can bring your default into your fault, then like you you have no reason, you, you have no excuse to not produce something about it. Like basically my point is like, it's not what happened. Like it's what you do about the situation. So life is not how you wish it is. Like life is not how it should be. Life is just how it is. And for you to not dwell on how it should be, you need to always be ready to accept however it is, regardless of an unfair something might look. You have to accept it. And from there, you're finally ready to create some sort of action from your end, right? And then I think a lot of people uh, miss in this scenario is basically they keep dwelling on the unfairness. They keep romanticizing on how life should be and then completely lose the accountability on whatever is happening to you. And then once again, unfair thing happen in life. I'm not saying that something is completely your fault, but if you want to focus on productivity, regardless of un- how un- unfair something is, you have to be ready to take that and you have to be willing to move past it. And life becomes so much easier Ultimately, when you have that courage to even accept the hardship and go through it and then glow from it, because in a big, bigger picture, life becomes more beautiful that way because you're, you're willing to work for it, you know? So that's, that's something I talk about. I think um, it comes down to changing the narration because once again, like what you wish is not going to happen. Like you just have to accept how it is in life. and the real test tests you if you can come back from it. So that's, that's what I would usually say. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot. Life does throw a lot of things at people, some more than others, and some people just they go hide in the corner, or like you say, you you kind of take it on. You learn from it. There's a reason. Most of the time, there's a reason why it happened, and you don't always know the reason straight away. But sometimes it comes out a little bit later. But no, yeah, you, yeah, you completely covered it. Um, yeah, life is what you make it, pretty much. It's it's just because I. I only care about the production. I, I don't like to dwell. I don't want to dwell. And I train myself really hard not to dwell. Like whatever happens is already done. Like I can't change, right? Like you, you need to focus on what you can control. You can't dwell on things you can't control. Then what, what is going to leave you? the only thing you can do from that situation is to find out what you can do from that situation, right? And it takes strength. If you're a weak person, you can't do that. If you're a weak person, you, you might even end up just dwelling on the unfairness and just um, end your life like that, right? But let's talk about happiness and product- productivity. Then you just can't dwell. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely better to look at the positives, which I, I try and promote myself, you know, just because mm. it's bad to happen. Turn it around. Yes. Turn it around. Rock bottom is your greatest platform for your comeback, as they say. Exactly. I mean, okay. there's only upside. Yep. Yeah, there is literally just, just the upside. All right, so you're, you talk a lot about um, how to own rejections and failure as well, which I think you, again, you kind well, of covered in the first part there. Yeah. I think um, probably one of the biggest things, though, I would still say about rejection is like people suffer when they they are egoistic like when you notice that you don't mean anything when you have the humility to understand that you don't mean anything to other people you mean just as much value as you can create for the other people uh given what they want like that's all about it you are the reflection of what can you give to the other people right like i mean from other people you're not so important, you itself. But what can you do for me is important for them, right? So when you look at yourself like that, you understand that rejection is never about you. Rejection is the other people's demand. And then sometimes you can provide, sometimes you can't. And I think the biggest thing I can say about don't dwell on rejection is to realize by first letting people realize that you don't mean anything uh, to other people. You're not that important. You need to stop get, uh, being so entitled. Well, I'm, I'm talking about people. Sorry, I, I, I don't mean to say you only, but I'm talking about people in general. Like we need to realize that we're not so important. Like we, we don't mean anything to other people. But that means that if we can give to other people what they want, then rejection wouldn't necessarily happen. So I guess that's like a healthy way to look at rejection because some people uh, misunderstand what rejections means where they think they are not worthy of whatever they're demanding, right? Because they're, they're rejected. But in reality, yeah, I mean, you're not worthy of anything because you don't mean anything. But uh, in the flip side of it is like if you... If you can provide for others, like that's all that matters. Nothing is personal. 
Like it's just you're not meeting their demand and that's it. Like, but flip side of it is good news. You can still pivot and then actually become solution of other people and the rejection will disappear. They want you all of a sudden if you change the form of what you are right now, like offering or, or asking whatever it is. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I talk about in rejections. There's a quote, um, 80% of the people don't care you have the problem and 20% of the people are happy you got the problem. So own rejection and own the failure. Okay. Yeah. So another talk, um, another interesting talking point just from reading it would have been how to create mental transformation in three phases. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I talk about this in my book. So the first phase I describe how one can create commitment in life. And by commitment, I mean inspiration, like something that they can commit their life to. And in this phase, I noticed that it's all about emotion, emotional building. So here, you don't, you don't have to have a space for logical thinking. Like it has to be something very natural, authentic, very emotional decision that you, you can commit. And the second phase, now I start talking about perseverance, which is a phase that's harder than the first phase because it's more than commitment. So it's, a, um, it's the, you know, the game, the actual playing the game. And it's a long, long-term game. And because it's long-term, uh, I also now I start talking about the importance of self-awareness, the importance, importance of logical thinking, also how to, you know, uh, overcome rejections and failures also using the practical thinking, logical thinking, something we talked about a little bit. Um, and also, um, this is the phase I included, the life up method that I described earlier. Um, so yeah, the second phase basically covers how can you play the long game. And then the finally, the third third phase, I start talking about, let's define the definition of happiness and success, because until now, we've been redefining the definition of failures a lot, which is super important. But we, I think a lot of people miss that part, like what is happiness, what is success to you? And I think one of the bigger thing I want to talk about is, you know, you shouldn't be in for your life journey for uh, to get to somewhere like you should you should live the experience and i i talk about that using different method i included actually like you know two three different uh, poems and speeches from other leaders uh, which hopefully can speak like in a very deep place but basically to really summarize that like what you live for is not to get to somewhere but, you know, the beauty of life is everywhere and you just have to have the eye to see it. So that's like the third phase to kind of summarize or well, the close up the entire book. So that's the three phases I talk about. Good stuff. Um, yeah. Okay. And another the last kind of, well, one of the last two points, how to help find your own truth when people are against you. I like there's a lot of self-empowerment in this. I mean, because I, I have like different versions of the answers that I give away. But one thing that kind of speaks loud to me right now, uh, right off my head right now, 
is to say like what's your alternative you know like when people all the people every like you know literally everyone in this world is against you like what's your alternative like i just gonna give up on yourself and just join them like what's your alternative and for me i think it's a much more interesting journey if you score um like 100 when you have like room full of enemy no one likes you right like for me i find excitement in that i think it's much more interesting story to draw um so that's kind of the narration i would draw for myself to keep persevere in that situation um but i think it has this topic has to do a lot with uh self-love i think something that i deeply talk about um often and you know self-love basically love is un- love should be unconditional unconditional this is something I talk about a lot because, you know, a lot of people, for example, tell you that, oh, you're beautiful, you're brilliant, you're smart, you're successful, whatever, right? Like people, people say that stuff. But when I'm told that from people, my answer to that is like, what if I'm not? And I feel like because people are telling people that, you know, you're, you're smart, you're beautiful, whatever. Um, there's this narration that deceivers can develop around that to say, well, wait a minute. If I'm not these things, I shouldn't love myself. Like if I'm not these things, I'm a failure. I'm not meeting the standard of what I should be. And I think this is very dangerous because when it comes to self-love, I believe that you shouldn't have any sort of condition. You should be always accepting toward who you are. You should be always, you should be always willing to love however the condition you are because you're the only one person who can do that for yourself. There's no one else in, outside of the world who can do that for you, maybe except parents. But so basically, this is to say that how to find your own truth when everyone's against you. Like, I wanted to bring this out because it's kind of connected to this concept where I want to say unconditional love is when you have the courage to love yourself, even if you're broken, even if you're not successful, even if you're not beautiful, like you need to be ready to love yourself. And that includes the condition that when no one likes you, you have to have that ultimate unconditional love for you. You need to be always by your side to say, look, even if no one likes me, I'm going to love myself. I'm going to love myself. And that's the ultimate like self-love. And um, yeah, that's how I usually encourage people. <laughs> Completely true. I, I'm a big believer in that you have to love yourself. And yeah. if you don't like yourself, then why is anyone else going to like you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, it, true. It always, that's, that's true. It always... It always starts from inside. So yeah. yeah, unfortunately there are a lot of people that they they do feel that, you know, no one likes them and so why should they like themselves, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But and I mean it takes it takes courage, you know. And I'm I'm not saying that these people are evil. Like I I have empathy for that. Like I'm I feel sorry that they had to come to this place of like shit, like they had to, they must have been through so much if you come to that place right like i'm not demonizing 
I'm not demonizing it, but I'm saying that if you let it, it's under your control. And it takes courage to love yourself when you're broken. But it is possible. If you look around, there are people who've done that, even if they've been like extremely hurt. So, yeah, that's my message there. Like, your alternative, like, there shouldn't be any alternative. You shouldn't join anyone else to hate yourself. You should always be by your side. Yeah, always try and be the the chairman of your or chairperson of your own fan club. Mm, like start that. today. <laughs> start today, people. Start today. Um, and a kind of like the last one from the book is. What you are living for is not for money, which a lot of people don't understand still to this day. Yeah, so I touched this a little bit slightly earlier um, in another question, but basically this is to say, like in the end of the day, happiness is what matters. Like in the end of the day, you're not trying to get to one destination, right? Like you're not... Uh, the transformation is it's not going from one place to another. But I think I like to explain it more like, it sounds kind of cliche, but like reaching greatness, you know? Like it's a feeling that you can only explain, explain when you experience it, I feel like. Um, but, you know, I have things to cry on, right? Like every day I have things to cry on. Um, but I'm happy. And that is because I always take my happiness over cash. So even if I feel like something is not going in the right way or something is not going in the way I wish, like I still have the space to accept it as how they are because I feel like because I have the hardships, because I have the problems to solve, these things are enriching my life and by going through it like i'm adoring my life even more because my life is not easy like i, I can't I, this is the opportunity for me to even love even more my life like without these hardships i wouldn't grow and without the growth life is boring and i pro i probably wouldn't feel adorable of my life as much as I do by going through all this shit. <laughs> so I think that's, that's probably, uh, yeah, one of the, the, uh, like the close answer that came to my mind right now. But I have, like I said, I have like different versions of answers that I usually provide for these things. And um, I think that last, last question that you just gave me basically basically describes what I talk about the entire um, third phase of my life, which is probably like two chapters, two to four chapters. Yeah. And like I say, life is about the journey. It's not about, it's about going through the experiences. And it's funny that where you say that money is, is not the most important thing. There are so many people, it's a huge thing that a lot of successful people that chase the money, they always regret, you know, in their last dying days or their dying wishes was they didn't spend their life doing other things, experiences. I mean, you know, if you're in a hospital on your last dying days, who's going to come and see you? Your bank balance? That's all that way. So completely right. agree. For me, 
for me, like the reason I named my book the game, the game of self domination, right? The game, the game part of um, the naming is very interesting to me because, like, because I am really in it for the happiness. I don't demonize anything. Like, I have no interest in demonizing anything. And I think you being billionaire or millionaire is like amazing, wonderful thing. Like, I think that's okay. But I think um, it's about adoring your life, like loving your life because it's your life. And that's important to me. Like, it's not like you did it wrong, you did it right. Like, I don't care about that. Like, I think it's about adoring your life. Whatever you have is what you have. Think. So my thing is like, you need to have the narration that works for you. It doesn't have to be the truth for other people. It doesn't have to be the narration that works for other people. But, and then when you think about it like that, it's it's same thing with self-love. It's same thing with everything else that I talk about, that I've been talking about so far. I think when you switch that narration from like being correct or um, yeah, being right to like, let's find a narration that works for me, not no one else, but for me, then I think the conversation can change to another interesting direction because whatever you have is what you have. Whatever you don't have is what you don't have. So what can you do from that for you to be happy? What, what kind of story can you draw from what you have? And, and then sometimes what you already have, right? Even, and then what you missed out on, like what story, like stop dwelling on what you don't have right now. Let's focus on how can you make a story still in your head that makes you happy. Even if you know that maybe you missed something, maybe you um, you wish that some things were different from now, but at the end of the day, really like your mind, your happiness is all you got. And I think everybody can acquire that regardless of wherever they are. I love that. Chase the happiness. Yeah. I really like that. And yeah, it's, it's about, about the journey. It's about having, using what you have and then, but then looking at what you can gain. And I think when you look back in a few years, just looking at what you've done already, um, it's something that everyone, well, you should definitely be proud of. And I, I think you are just, just um, by listening to how you say. And I think anyone that, you know, kind of looks upon, because even when I looked at your website, I was like, wow, she's done this, 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 and this, and this. And it's, it doesn't look like it's, it's slowing down anytime soon. So you, you kind of like you, you are your own example of your book. Oh, Great. thank you. <laughs> Great. You're, yeah. You're a perfect example. Okay. Um, so going back to the beginning of, you know, when you put the whole book together, um, yeah, sorry. and I guess from your answer earlier was becoming yeah. an author, something you'd always thought about doing, as you said, you'd want to try and, and hit every kind of media. So mm-hmm. going to a little bit about your approach with, like how you put a book together so much information is there is there like a like a sifting process do you have this this and this you think well i won't use that now but i could use it in a, in a later book or i have to try and cram as much stuff as i can in one book um for now i just threw everything i know right now um because i i wrote it from my experience um uh, like definitely the f- outline comes from um, my experience because 
I literally experienced how everything happened with me, my own experience. Uh, so in terms of process, it wasn't very difficult because I just needed to describe what happened to me. And I think um, in terms of the vision, I think I'm going to revisit it. So yes, um, probably over years, um, the next, I don't know how many years, but I'm going to definitely keep um, improving the contents inside. So there's going to be like a version two, version three, version four, because, you know, you change, your opinion change as you go through life. So there might be something that I already want to change from the inside of the book, you know? Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to change. I'm going to keep changing it and or improving it. Yeah. I was going to say, I know, you know, that the new book is only recently released, but you know, is, is there plans for you know the sequel or just kind of revisions on the, the current book? I think uh, for now, I don't necessarily have um, anything planned. I don't have anything planned right now for as far as the book goes. Well, if, if there's no one coming out, please let me know. We'll, we'll get you back on. Um, could you tell us what's the biggest yeah. thing you've learned about yourself since you started this media empire of yours? The biggest thing I learned about myself? Um, the biggest thing I learned about myself? That's a, I don't know. I, no one ever asked me that question. That's interesting. Ooh, tough question today. Yeah, that, is, that is a tough question. There's several things that maybe you've changed or you've learned about yourself. Not just like one main thing, but a couple of things maybe. Mm. Did you say seven things or some things? Uh, some things. If you've got, uh, you've got seven things, you crack on, but no. A couple <laughs> of things to do. Right. So some things that I don't know about, you know, learning about myself, but I, I guess not about myself, but I guess something that I learned because I am doing what I'm doing is, you just can't control how people look at you. You just can't control how people interpret you. I feel like the whole PR is predicated on that. The, the purpose of it is is that, right? Like to try to control how people look at you. But in the end, like if you're in it for the long, like if you're in it for the long game, like you just expose who you are. You just can't fake it. And being dejected hurts, like, by you being who you are and people hating on it, like it hurts. But in reality, there's nothing you can do about it. And that's okay. Like their opinion doesn't matter. Like the same, same as like their compliments, like their compliments don't matter because that's not truth for you. Their um, hating comments don't matter, don't mean anything because that's not truth neither for you. So something I learned definitely is like I try really hard not to get high on the compliments nor I never get I mean I try not to get any low neither for the um hating comments so that's something I I had to kind of learn I'm still learning I think especially compliment part is a little bit harder because you know, you feel good when, when people give you compliments and also, I mean, hating part also like, but, um, yeah, I think if you predicate your self-worth only on how much follower, how much, um, even money, how much, uh, compliments you get, the affirmation you get from others, like you're going to be ultimately insecure. Like that always has to come from you. And those things, 
are just indication of the context. Not even indication of how good you are, indication of the context. By context, I mean like, you know, people, there are 7.5 billion people in this world. And all these people have different context of life, different, you know, than yours. So some things you say uh, might appear the same way you wish they appear to people. And some people don't see it that way. And it's just only logical if you think about that. I mean, it's, it's funny, like you say this, you can have a million good things said to you, but it just takes one bad comment and it kind of just exactly. destroys mm. the whole thing. I like that. So keep yourself grounded. That's that's definitely a, a good piece of advice. And even, even now, like the stuff I've done myself, not quite to your levels yet. Get there one day though. But, you know, when I look back, it's all about people that, a lot of people that um, they want to quit, they don't look at what they've achieved already. They look at, wow, I've still got this to do and that to do. It's such a long journey. But keep yourself, yeah, stay grounded. I like that. Definitely stay grounded. Mm. Okay. Um, if you can say, I know, if it's not top secret, what is next mm-hmm. for you and the brand? What is next to me, next for me? Um, I would say I'm in it for the long, long game. Like I'm in it for the long term for both life up and my other venture for Inconnect. So I still have a lot to establish with both. So yeah, I'm just going to keep working on both uh, venues. Good stuff. Yeah, definitely yeah. keep going because like I said before, your, the stuff you have already is is really, really good. And I think you can see why people watch it, listen to it, and now read it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so in general, what advice yeah. would you give to someone who would like to pursue, you know, a yeah. movement similar to yours or just start something up? Maybe not necessarily uh, the same way you've uh, the same stuff you've done yourself, but just yeah. wants to get started. Wants to get started? I think the most important thing is self-love because you have to um, you have to get a lot of no's. You have to get a lot of rejections. People are not going to believe in you. Like, it's going to be hard. I mean, you can easily um, come into a situation where you're almost in this face because, like, you're working so hard 24-7 every day for a very long time. You don't see any results. I mean, these are really discouraging. But in the end of the day, like, you can't let that to be any sort of message. Like you just need to recognize that that's just how it is. Like as a context, like you gotta, you gotta keep going in that. And without the self-love, you can't, you know? So I I would say, sorry, self-love and the very clear vision, like how much you want something. And at the same time, like by all means, everybody should try whatever they have in their mind. But some people do recognize that maybe um, their pressure, the stress is bigger than what they want. And they much rather actually going back to like nine to five or whatever. And I think by all means, that's amazing too. Like at least you learned something and you shouldn't dwell or blame on your decision. Like without that learning experience, you wouldn't even know. So by all means, people should try. Um, but don't expect that you succeed. Um, so for you to succeed, you have to have a really clear vision 
you really wanted something, you, you got to really want something and you need to be willing to love yourself regardless of whatever happens. And those are very, I think, important thing that you should have. Yeah, I think anyone that does, does try any sort of movement or they start something that goes into public eye, I think, yeah, like I said, it's, it won't necessarily be an overnight success. And people that do give up, you know, I think they, they, they could question, did you really want it that bad? But no, yeah, I, I exactly. think, yeah, even from what I've done, it's, and why I say to people that I've, I've coached afterwards is, if you start X, Y, or Z, Mm-hmm. You're going to find out how much of a commitment it is. This mm-hmm. podcast itself is a massive commitment on time. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's creating content, it's recording, it's mixing mm-hmm. it down, it's uploading show notes, everything like that. It all takes time and it just becomes part of your week. Yeah. Have to have certain things done by a certain day. So mm-hmm. all my podcasts have to be done, ideally. Mm-hmm. By Saturday at the very latest, otherwise I'm kind of running into Sunday. And, you know, the first one won't go until Monday, but you don't really be playing chase up. So, yes, all right, yeah, self-love, definitely believe in yourself. And like I said, give it a go. You don't try it, you don't know. Yeah, and love for something. Like if you, like you, you got to love something if you want to do something. And like by all means, that's okay. Like if you finally realize that maybe you didn't love something enough, um, because you can't fake it. And that, I mean, that's okay. I'm, like I said, like I'm a big advocate of like, let's, you know, fuck everything. Let's be happy. <laughs> so for me, like dwelling or braining doesn't exist. I mean, life is just, you know, life changes. You change and that's life and that's okay. Okay. Um, so I've been, or I will have um, on the website, learndeveloplive.com. There will be a feature called the wall of quotes, which is going to run inside with the on the spotlight interviews. If you had just one quote or a saying that would be your go-to piece of advice, what would it be on the spot now? You will die. (laughs) Good point. Yeah. (laughs) Would it be okay to say? Well, Should I come up with something well, else? Well, it's up to you. What, what would be one quote? If someone said to you, I really need a piece of advice right now, what, um, what would be the first thing that comes to your head straight away? Instantly. Is that well, I'm, I mean, everything is fixable. Yeah. So Good. the imprecation, should I tell you the imprecation of that too? It's, yeah, crack on. Crack so on, crack. the imprecation of that is basically, you know, it's another way to say you will die one day. Um, but basically to say, you know, do everything you need to do, fuck up everything if you need to fix everything because fixing the wrong decisions that you made is much more important than making the right decision because making the right decision doesn't necessarily exist because you just don't know if you don't make a decision. Yeah, if you don't make a mistake, you won't learn from that. So that's good. I like that. I mean, like, yeah, like alternate, like you don't know what's going to happen. Even like without making a decision, you don't know what's going to happen because you're not even making the decision. Like, so basically, my thing is like, just do everything if fuck up everything if you need to and fix everything that you fuck, fuck up. Like, it's okay. Love that. Love that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Where can the good people listen to this? Where can they find you out there in the big wide world? 
yes. So people can find me on Life Up Education TV. I have a, I have a website under lifeupeducationtv.com. I'm also on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You really are doing worldwide domination, aren't you? I like that. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last thing, is there anything else that you'd like to plug? Anything at all? Yes, or it's uh, completely up to you, really. Mm, no, I, I think we covered pretty much everything. What would, what would it be? What is your purpose? Where's my purpose? Oh, put me on the spot now. Okay, <laughs> my purpose. So I, I think overall, um, the whole coaching thing, so the whole, the, a little bit of background, the whole coaching thing came from when I worked in retail and I was a bit more of a training manager, really. And I would do on-spot coaching um, with people on the shop floor and I would do like, knowledge coaching, just increase um, the person's confidence. And it was, there was something really nice and something special about seeing someone go from A to B, mm-hmm. more confidence. And most of the time, not really even knowing they'd even done it themselves. Mm. You know, some people don't always look back on themselves. And mm-hmm. I always said that if, if I get out of retail, which I did eventually, uh, what's mm-hmm. this, four, four years ago, four years ago mm. um i said i would do something with the, the extra time and instantly i had like 10 hours extra a week because i wasn't traveling to and from a big shopping center mm-hmm. and i thought well let's 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 um set up learn to live and toy around with some names see what's available on social media what wasn't taken already and i kind of grown it from there and originally it was just quotes and then it turned to features and then kind of the the podcast like you said the podcast mm. is another media that a lot of people were kind of latching onto. And right. I know there's been well over, there's like over a million podcasts now or something, something like that, that number. Mm. But at the same time, I think it's 18% of those podcasts mm-hmm. have had some sort of update in the last six months. So a lot of people start, then they just mm. quit. So, but even that, there's still 180,000 or so um, podcasts that, have, that are still active. Mm. So yeah, I mean the the podcast was like the next kind of next step, and then that kind of expanded with a motivational moment of a speaker um, mm. podcast interview, which I finally got you onto. That's kind of like, I think the last part. Now I kind of got everything covered podcast wise. I've got quotes, daily quotes. I've got like a main episode on a Monday. We've got the motivational moment on a Thursday. Mm. This will be That's going out awesome. literally on a Friday, and there's mm. also something for the weekend which. I need to do a bit more with really that 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 was more to do with my daughter, although she's turned a little bit mic shy. But there you go, that's life. Um, so the, the 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 idea of it will be just to motivate and inspire. And mm. um, I coach people already, mm. and I've seen people make big changes in their life. And again, mm. a lot of people not really even knowing that you've been doing it. Mm. And just again, seeing that person go from A to B is something really special and quite fulfilling and right. it's, it gives you quite a lot of job satisfaction actually to see mm. that you've you let someone grow you've seen mm. them grow you've encouraged them to grow and right. off they go into the world so i think that's that's my purpose that's <laughs> no that's purpose. amazing beautiful thank, thank you. you for sharing me thank you very much mm. uh, well thank you for coming on i'm really again i'm really sorry it's taken so long for me to get this arranged and organized um, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you very much for having you. me. Um, you're welcome back anytime. So if you need anything, you want to talk about anything, please let me know. We'll, we'll get you back on. Um, Thank you. 
depending on the editing, hopefully no one can hear the, the maintenance that works outside, the banging. We've had a power cut as well. See if I can edit that out. See if anyone can spot where that got edited out. And I think that's pretty much it for us. So Sounds good. Thank you again. Um, good luck thank with the book. Please let me know if you need to come back on and I'll be more than happy to thank, come back. Thank, thank you so much. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> and that brings us to the end. It was a great interview with Natsune, and as I said, despite the workmen banging drilling literally right outside the window of the one day I was recording this, as well as a power cut, because obviously that's going to happen when I need Zoom to speak to someone on the other side of the world. But we made it to the end. Now you can find Natsune across social media, and of course, her book, The Game of Self-Domination. That is out right this second, and you can track it down and have a good read on that one. That is all we have time for on this episode. For all the latest news in the LDL world, you can come over to learndeveloplive.com. And of course, you are always welcome to come and book your free 30-minute LDL power call over at ldlcall.com. And we can discuss whatever issue it is that you want to just whoop out of your life. So for now, thank you for listening. Have a great day, and I will see you in the next one. Thank you for listening to In The Spotlight. If you would like to share your inspiring story, please email chris at learndeveloplive.com. For more motivation and inspiration, you can visit learndeveloplive.com and don't forget to book your free 30-minute LDL power call at ldlcall.com.